0: Hi, everybody. My name is Christian, and I'm excited to take this journey with you all over the course of the next year or so. I've been wanting to start this a podcast related to the uh, 2024 election, and it took me a while to think about some unique topic related to it that, may, that many college students might be interested in and uh, young people such as myself might be interested in or anybody really that is like kind of into technology, computers, like artificial intelligence, things like that. And I was really trying to figure out how can I optimize this and find a way to talk about this upcoming election and find a unique topic that really isn't being talked about enough and should be being talked about more. And then one day the idea struck me to uh, talk about how like artificial intelligence and the way that like the chatbots that currently um, are in operation, how they are being used in uh political campaigns and through like various organizations that may be using them for either nefarious or for like helpful purposes and i think that this is really a a good time to start focusing on like what's going to be happening in this um, upcoming election and so uh that's why i'm uh, calling this uh, podcast the title is the cyber campaign it's kind of cheesy but i figured you know it's it's catchy i guess and it's basically meant to like help myself as well as um other young people that are interested in politics and uh, technology to keep up with uh, this culmination between traditional campaigning and using um this new technology of like these artificial intelligence systems which aren't really like literally intelligent but these systems that are like changing the way that we uh do a lot of like daily tasks and especially um things like reaching out to large numbers of people and so I figured out this is probably going to be um, one of the strangest elections at least in my lifetime and I'm sure we're going to see a lot of crazy things happening with uh, AI and how um, these systems are being used to either like manipulate people or to um, sway the election in one way or the other. And I think uh, there's going to be a lot of new precedents that are set that were uh, previously not, um, that didn't exist because this technology hasn't been as uh, prominent as it is right now. So uh, the idea here is to structure each episode by beginning with a news recap. So really what I want to do is focusing on like the big changes or updates to the uh, campaign trail for each candidate. And... uh, talking about, like, news regarding their, how their campaigns and various organizations are using AI to either manipulate or influence various audiences. So, uh, since today is the first episode, uh, I will cover some basic terms that will um, come up often when we're talking about these artificially intelligent systems. I know, um, like, for myself, earlier this year when I first started hearing about, like, the whole thing with like chat GPT being coming like really popular I didn't really know about it until I would say probably February of this year and there was a lot of terminology that I didn't understand and uh, it kept coming up when like people were talking about it and a lot of articles that I was reading about it so I was like okay I need to do some research on this and I figured that a lot of people in the audience who may be really interested in politics and this is a topic that might be like interesting to uh, you guys but um, There's like some terminology that you guys might not be familiar with, and I might not be familiar with. So, I think it's good to like educate myself and then um, give you guys some information from what I've read so that we can like learn together and learn alongside each other on this uh, when we're doing this thing. And so, I assume most of you are already interested in politics and have a basic understanding of uh, political campaigns. And um, I figured that we'll end. Uh, the discussion today by talking about some of the bigger questions that I want to cover, like over the course of this uh, podcast in the next few months. And um, then I want to invite all of you to uh, continue to um, continue the conversation, like elsewhere, like in social media platforms, because I plan to um, start, like probably like a, a Reddit page or like a discord server or something where we can like continue to talk about um, these topics with the audience. That way it's engaging and not just you guys just tuning in and listening to me. And we can actually just like have a conversation about these things um, before an episode's release or afterwards. I think that would be uh, really interesting. And uh, without further ado, um, let's cover the news that's been happening regarding AI in the election. So, the first uh, article that i came across was published in like may may 14th of this year and it was from the associated press and so on the according to this article they talked about how like generative ai has already begun and has um the capability to produce targeted campaign emails videos and impersonate candidates to mislead voters So they talk about like the possible uses of AI to manipulate voters, such as like robocalls that will use a candidate's voice to tell voters to vote on the wrong day or voice recordings that sound like the candidate committing a crime or doing fake interviews. So this would be like like if all of a sudden you hear something like you get a phone call or see a video of like Joe Biden, like doing something absolutely crazy and you can't tell right away if it's fake or if it's real. And if like young people who are on the Internet all the time, like me or anybody else listening, they might look at that and say, "Okay, I can start to see how this isn't real. But imagine like your grandparents or like even your parents seeing that they might not immediately know like what's going on and might believe it, especially if it's coming out like right before the day of an election. And there's not enough time to like check to make sure that um, everybody is aware that it was fake. So that's it's problematic there. So another example um, for this was this campaign ad that was released by the Republican National Committee. And I've seen this um, in, a, in a couple of the articles that I've read Brought this one up. The, and some of you may have already uh, heard about this or seen it. But there was like the Republican National Committee, they had this advertisement that was ran that basically said that Um, they tried to make they made like this ai generated image of like joe biden looking like really weak and then they proceeded to show images of china invading taiwan and um like american cities in like total chaos and basically said this is what the next four years is going to look like if biden wins and so it's kind of like this really odd um way of Doing things now and they've they admitted luckily they admitted that yes, they did use AI to Manipulate that video, but so many people were convinced that it was real That it's like you can tell that this has already begun these problems that um, People are concerned about have already um, started to uh, be around so um, Various political campaigns may not acknowledge their use of ai at all. So even though they this RNC said, like, yeah, we did use it. Many campaigns may be using it and just won't acknowledge the fact that they're using it. So this is, like, raising a lot of questions about, like, what can, like, Congress do in the meantime, like, right now to, like, pass legislation before the uh, election cycle really kicks off so that we can, like, prevent these candidates from doing things like that. One of the, uh, like, big concerns that a lot of people have um, talked about, especially in this article is that these um fake videos or um entire networks of like adversarial cyber criminals might literally make all these recordings to purposefully screw over certain candidates and make it very very difficult for like the individual like individual voters or even like older voters who don't um spend too much time on the internet they might not be able to know like difference between um somebody who is doing an actual um recording of something versus like a manipulative recording and a lot of concern is like with countries like china or russia who might try to um use some sort of tactic to um steer the election in a certain direction with a certain candidate being favored and it would be much worse than what they were doing in like 2016 and 2020, where instead of just simply sending like this propaganda on like Facebook or things like that, they'll be like manipulating and doctoring videos that are like very difficult to tell if it's real or fake, if to the untrained eye. So that, that was pretty concerning, I would say. But luckily, There has been legislation proposed by um, some people in uh, Congress right now who have also sponsored legislation that will require anyone who uses AI generated content on the campaign trail to use a watermark, which indicates this. And I think this is like a really good idea because it would basically say like, OK, we know that this is like AI manipulated and to some degree, like maybe they want to do an ad that. Makes Things like look like better than they are right now for some like I guess like To say this is what things could be if I win or if whatever for whatever reason it may not be like super nefarious But you still want to know that it's um, not actually a real video and so um, Then there was another article by Forbes, which is a uh, published on May 19th and this one basically talks about how social media is going to be playing like a more significant role in the 2024 election. And I thought this was like really interesting because they they talk about how 2012 was like the first election where social media became like a key player and people started to really realize like, okay, this is like really important. In the Obama campaign in 2012, one of the reasons that they were so successful was um, the campaign's ability to lock on to social media and use like Twitter and other platforms that. Uh, like Mitt Romney wouldn't use, and so that ultimately like boosted um, Obama's favorability among especially like, younger people who are on the internet a lot, and I think that um, in twenty sixteen, like the Trump campaign, they really took on to that whole social media thing, and it, it just took off by storm. And you could tell like this is like a major player in um, campaigns now. But they talk about how like AI is going to increase the spread of misinformation, so. We've already seen problems in the past um, few elections with uh misinformation um running rampant from like both sides of the aisles not only on the right and this um article talks about how ai might increase this spread so it will be in, in many unpredictable ways too so we got to really like keep an eye out on how this um takes place and what's going to be going on with that And so they talk about like AI deep fakes, which are essentially just like manipulated videos um, would sway a particularly close election. And I think that is kind of interesting because in the event that this um, upcoming election is really close, there could be something that drops like the night before the election, like a completely fake video that we that many people might believe to be absolutely true. And it would be very hard to tell. To that to the untrained eye and I think that's something worth um, being concerned about at least and then there's another article um, that I think was really important that talks about how campaigns that had previously not had access to uh, resources that um, larger campaigns have so like you'll have like a lot of smaller campaigns that don't have the uh, social networks to like run as many advertisements or other things, and they might actually benefit from using AI to um, help reach the audiences that they need, especially in their districts. And I think that's really cool. I think that's, um, it's it's important to like talk about like the ways that this can be like a positive tool because at the end of the day, it's, it is just a tool, whether or not it's used for good or for bad, that's like up to us and up to the people in charge who are like going to be using it we gotta like hold them accountable for that but at the end of the day it is just a tool it's not some sentient being like a human or like an animal it's all it is is a tool like a cell phone like we can use it for good or for bad but you know I think it's interesting to like how this might could be better for like democracy like the health of democracy might benefit with like well-regulated AI for those specific purposes and i think that's pretty cool but they also talk about how um there was one example of like a chicago mayor election where a twitter account posing as the local news outlet in chicago posted a deep fake video which impersonated one of the candidates right before the election and it lost them votes so that's like Yeah, that's kind of scary. Like, yeah, it's a smaller election, but like the implications for that and the fact that this is like still an unregulated market. And that's like the most important thing to note is that this is heavily unregulated. So Congress has been having hearings and stuff, but they haven't passed any legislation to like really tackle this problem. And this already, we already are seeing signs that like, yes, this will happen at the uh, national level if something isn't done before 2024 to prevent it from happening at the uh, national level so they also talk about how um ai can allow voter databases to be updated in real time and how that's going to allow campaigns to advertise in real time to their constituents which at first They try to make the argument, some people are trying to make the argument that this will be beneficial for uh, political operatives and people who are running campaigns to, like, know what their uh, target voters are wanting. But a more sinister view of it would be that this is just a way for them to, like, instead of just doing these micro-targeting, they call it hyper-targeting. So it's, like, real-time targeting of, like, you see something on Facebook or on, like, Twitter or Instagram... And Then five seconds later you're getting an email from this campaign to say hey that very specific thing that you were just um, Interested in Here's what our uh, Candidate has to say about that. So that's I mean that's kind of terrifying in terms of like data privacy and things like that But it's worth uh, noting that And um, the concern here is really um, I would say it's it's precedented because there was a report by the New York Times that came out recently that showed that there was 527 groups that targeted conservative voters using a computer-generated audio to raise $89 million that was supposed to uh, go to a fund to help, like, cops, firefighters, and, like, these other people that were, like, work doing, like, these services, and veterans as well. And a lot of conservative voters that got those phone calls thought they were real recordings of, like, real actual people but it turns out that they were completely fake audio recordings generated by a computer and the money went directly to uh, the fundraising groups themselves rather than to the causes that they said they were donating for so that's that's a concern and that's something that um, will continue to happen unless something is uh, done to regulate that so uh, one last thing that was really interesting I think um, Talking about uh, this whole problem was a Reuters article that came out on May 30th. And they're talking about how deep fakes, deep fake videos are gonna be really problematic. But right, you know, like in the early stages of the election right now, most of the time they're just like funny and just like stupid. Like they're not really anything that you really need to take seriously. And most people can tell, like, okay, this is this is kind of like a joke. It's like those videos that you'll see on like TikTok or like Instagram or something of like All these former presidents playing Minecraft together or just playing video games and like it's it's stupid. It's funny. It's not it's not to be taken seriously. But the implications here is that like the it exists for them to be able to actually do something sinister. So right before an election they can make let's say Ron DeSantis they can make him say something insane like completely crazy completely off the wall like super far right as far right as you can possibly go and then all of a sudden now he loses a ton of voters because people now all of a sudden they're like what why did he just say that but then it turns out it's fake but it would be too late for them to actually do anything about it so that's about it for like the news recap and so that's that's kind of like one of the segments that we'll be doing is um just talking about what's been going on with um ai in the election cycle and if there's like any new developments that are like coming around that might be worth noting and i think it's important to like just talk about like these bigger ideas and like how um what it means for like democracy and how it's important for us to like kind of understand what's going on with these things and so now we're gonna talk about some ai terminology so this is like kind of some nerdy stuff i guess but i think it's important to like get an idea of like what what terms are going to be coming around a lot because especially in future episodes if we ever get a chance to uh, do interviews with um, professors or like other people that are like working in this community they might be using these terms and we it's important to like I guess for the audience and for me to like understand what they're saying so that we're not just sitting there completely confused so uh, the first thing to think about is like a Large language model like what is that? They call them LLMS. So that's basically like chat GPT and these other chatbots Essentially what that is is just a large computer model that is trained on language So large quantities of text. So it's just like scours the entire internet for just words and Sentences and phrases and it puts them all together using a self-learning and semi-supervised learning um, algorithm so these things are just designed to read all this text, like almost instantaneously, and then they are going to generate what what it predicts you would want it to say based on the question that you asked. So it'll like, look, scour its whole database that it's been trained on, if you ask it a specific question, and it'll look at the millions of other times other people on the internet asked similar questions and it'll give you an answer from the internet from where it's trained based on like data that shows like this many times this answer was given and then it will generate that that um, answer to you so it's not really thinking for itself it's merely just regurgitating stuff it's been trained on but and then you have um what they call generative ai so this is just a type of AI that is capable of generating text, images, or other media. So, this is like your uh, AI art things where you just type something in and you say, All right, print me a picture of Shrek um, in outer space, and it'll generate that. So, these things are really. Um, again it just responds to a prompt you type in a prompt and it'll generate like text or an image or a video based on that prompt that you typed in and then uh, they run millions of simulations and learn from generating new outputs that has similar patterns and structure as their input training data so what that basically means is it'll like automatically train itself on running very similar looking things so that's why you have um sometimes you'll have like these ai art um, programs that will continue to get better and look better like after many months so you might type in one prompt and it looks kind of like crappy when you first generate it but then you go back a month later type it in again and it looks much better because it's trained itself the program is like designed to like keep getting better and better and better at generating similar types of images so it's just it's always learning and always generating something that's a little bit better than what it just previously generated so the more people using it the better quality the end result will be so that's really interesting and then we have what's called an auto regressive model so That's a term that a lot of people who are um, running on these large language models will use. Basically, what that means is when you go use something like ChatGPT and you type a question and you ask it something, it's generating an answer to you word by word predicting an answer to that question based on what everybody else in its training data. So it's looking at the Internet. It sees millions of people have asked a similar question. And it'll generate you an answer predicting that that's what you want to hear so it's it's smart in that way but it's not thinking for itself and that's why it can't do anything like it can't tell jokes and it can't do like anything like really creative because it's only predicting one word after the other so it'll print one word and it'll say okay now I got to predict what the next word in a sentence is supposed to be so it doesn't know what the punchline of a joke is Before writing the joke So that's why it's like it's really bad at like telling jokes for that reason, which is like really interesting But like initially you wouldn't think that like telling jokes is that sophisticated, but apparently it is so that's it's pretty interesting And then they have um, another term called natural language processing which basically just means like it's like the first step of creating a large language model. So this is just like you train a computer program to learn how to read text. So it's like it turns text into numbers because the computer reads numbers, not um, it reads in binary. So it's like zeros and ones. It just turns your um, words, your letters into zeros and ones for it to understand, and it'll output you output that is also language that you know. But to that computer program, it's, it's thinking of it as like terms of zeros and ones. And then, um, another, uh, important term is machine learning. So what's in machine learning? It's just, it's exactly what it sounds like. So it's like a machine or computer. It's learning, um, information, uh, based on running many simulations that's based on the training data in order to find patterns or show relationships between variables so you can give give it a huge data set and tell it to do something with that those numbers and machine learning says okay I know what to do with these numbers I've been trained to do this specific task and so it just kind of like it does what it's told which is really interesting and Then a a larger, like bigger picture uh, question is, what is the difference between AI and AGI? Because AGI is thrown around sometimes, but like, what is that? So really, AI is simply just a computer program that is given a set of parameters and training data, and it's tasked to find the best answers to certain problems that it was designed to solve. So it's not technically intelligent, but it does appear to be. To us because we like to anthropomorphize everything. So when we see Chat GPT answering a question, we're thinking, Oh my goodness, this thing's smart. It knows exactly what I wanted to hear. And I feel like I'm having a conversation. But that thing doesn't know anything. It's just typing, it's just sending you an answer that you that it's trained to tell you. So it's not really intelligent, and it's like it's far from it. But there is something that the broader AI community is like really trying to get to, which is AGI, And that's kind of like, that's like your Jarvis, your Ultron, your whatever you want to put in there, how 9000 from 2001 to space odyssey, all those like sentient AI, like it, it it's self aware. It knows I exist. I can create things like a human. I can f- think of new thoughts that haven't been thought before. But that is like something that they don't even know is possible. We don't even know if we can get there. But if it is, we're probably still pretty far away from it, at least to most people that are in the AI community. So that's basically it. That's just some of the uh, terms that will be coming around a lot. And, you know, it's important to keep those in mind, I guess, going forward. And so now I want to talk about some like future episode topic questions. So here's some like ideas for really what I want to do in the future for some of these episodes. These are just like thoughts that I have. And what I really want is for um, people listening to engage with this further. So like on various social media pages, like when we start like the discord or the Reddit page or whatever, I, I would love for like the audience to like get in there and say like here's some ideas that I have for like questions about like AI and for related to like elections or like concerns that I have and then we can like talk about it on there and like do some research and just come up with ideas for future episodes I think that would be really cool it's like an interactive way to uh engage with the audience because I don't want to just be sitting here talking to a microphone I would rather interact with the people listening I think it makes it more interesting it makes it more Inspiring for me to uh, keep going with this so, uh, the first uh, topic that I'm thinking about covering at some point is Which candidates are being funded by political action committees and super PACs that are running? advertisements that are generated by AI and making false voiceovers of videos of their opponents and what kind of questions does this raise regarding the legitimacy of campaigns and the different tactics that candidates use to defeat opponents? So, and then I want to know, like, are elderly people especially vulnerable um, to falling for these advertisements? And I think that this question is, like, something that's really um, been it has been asked before. Like, they, they've talked about in, like, some of the articles that we mentioned earlier, but really it would be interesting to know, like, what, other people's thoughts on it are going to really just dive deeper into it and so another topic that I want to um, talk about is how AI is being used to create hyper-targeted uh, donor messages and phone calls to voters and do uh, the revelations from the 2020 and 2022 election cycles regarding um, these two firms called win red and act blue which used coercive tactics to solicit donations from vulnerable groups. Does that raise red flags regarding the potential for AI to uh, exponentially increase this problem? And uh, who's going to keep track of these organizations and hold them accountable? So we really need like some way to prevent this from happening on a larger scale. So we don't want it to be the case where somebody's calling our grandma, giving them a robocall and basically saying, like, if you don't vote for this person, then the country's gonna explode or something like that. Like you can't have that going on. And so you gotta have some way to like prevent that from happening or just hold these companies accountable because if we don't, then it will likely happen again and that would not be good. So another topic that I want to uh, touch on at some point is like why has there not been a committee hearing to discuss the use and abuse of AI in the upcoming election? They've talked about AI in general Had like I like discussions with like this existential threat about it But there really hasn't been a whole lot like discussed about Just like the short-term effect of it Like how is this going to change the way the election is come is going to be run? And is there anything that can be done to prevent like some sort of abuse of this technology? Because if not, then it might inevitably happen and then um, another topic that I Kind of got this idea from listening to the uh, New York Times Hard Fork podcast, which is really good. And I recommend it if you are somebody who's really into like like the whole tech world and stuff like that. Or just like a computer nerd, then that's something that you should listen to because I think it's really good. But they had an interesting point that was raised in one of the recent episodes that I listened to. Where they were talking about um, these people who are like these AI alarmists. So the people that are like saying... AI is going to like destroy the world or whatever and they're like saying but but is it really though is that really something we really need to be concerned about or should we be more focused right now on the short term effects of AI and like things that we can really feasibly prevent from happening with like the abuse of AI in the short term like how can we prevent AI from taking jobs how can we prevent AI from being used to manipulate voters in the upcoming election, things like that. I think that's a good discussion to have because like, yeah, maybe these existential threats of AI in the future is important to have, but it's not something we can, we got to focus on like short term things right now because there's like important things that are coming up that will be affected by it. And if we ignore the short term, then the, the long term won't really matter. And then uh, the last topic that I want to touch on at some point is how can and is AI being used on the campaign trail in a positive way so I don't want it to just be like doom and gloom because I know a lot of people they just talk about like AI is like oh we're at the end this is the singularity we're at the end of the world guys it's the apocalypse because AI is here it's like no it's not it's it's a tool And so it can be used for good or for bad, just like things like social media. We can use it for positive things. We can use it for negative things. And I want to know, and I think it's important for us to just acknowledge, like, how it's being used in a positive way. And I think, like, earlier, like, talking about how it might benefit, like, smaller uh, elections, like candidates that don't have as much funding, I think that would be really cool to, like, see how this is, like, boosting their ability to reach voters that they want to reach. And it's, that's like a good thing for democracy to like get voters more engaged because now candidates are able to reach them that previously weren't able to. I think that'd be interesting. And I want to talk about, um, yeah, like what opportunities this uh, gives candidates and what type of issues are there with like ethical concerns regarding personal privacy and other uh, potential dangers resor- uh, regarding these like positive uses of the systems because if more voters are able to be reached how are they being reached is their personal privacy or data being um stolen in order to reach them for a vote and i think that's like an important discussion to have as well but yeah that's that's pretty much it for the first episode guys so i'm um, really excited about this and i think uh there's a lot that um, a lot that i have planned and a lot that i have in store for um, engagement with the community and i think this would be really exciting and i hope to see you guys in the next one